Appreciate you. Thank you. Remember that thing you told me when we were out on that by the bench the other night? What? At work? Uh uh-uh. uh. Tell you me. You were like, you just take, you just gotta take the step. Like, he was like, I've been doing this for whatever, how many months? Well, you don't learn until you start doing it. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're learning every day. Facts. We're learning every episode, like a little bit how to get better, how to. Yeah. It's baby steps. You got to put the hours in. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to episode 16 of the Spotta Spotta Cast Spotify podcast by Bro Therapy. I'm your co-host. I'm Dylan. What's up? And across from me is uh, my boy Ace. What's up? And we got the boy Ryan, the pod producer. I'm here again. Coming to you live from an undisclosed location deep underground. This is not a bad setup right here, though. Bro. I dig this. My... <clears throat> I oh, dig this a lot. Before we before we start on anything, I gotta I gotta throw something out there for all the all the viewers. Alright, um, let's hear it, man. So I know probably a couple of you've noticed, but the past episode I put out a question out on the podcast, which you can answer. Um if you're looking on Spotify or Anchor, and this is going to be something that we're going to be doing moving forward. Um, so we're going to get one every episode? Yeah. Dope. Dope. Get a little bit more engagement. Engagement hey. with, the, with the viewers. And because a lot of times, you know, three, three minds is not enough. You wanna you wanna get some input from some outside voices and then form connections from that point. Yeah. So uh I did throw out a question. Uh you're still free to answer it. So on episode 15, uh the question was uh what's one thing you dream about that should be possible in the future? And I do have a reply here. If you guys want to get your thoughts on it, um, this is from uh, US Marine Wife. I'm hoping I'm saying that correctly. Uh, she said teleporting, being able to teleport to different states. Damn, states? I don't know why, but like before I even unload that in my head, I was like, well, we're already close to collective consciousness because the internet pretty much already gets us like super close to that it's transcendence in some weird way i yeah. think or some foresight to it I yeah believe. right it's like the precursor yeah um yeah. and before i get even okay so i feel like we have to really redefine what our standard model or understanding of what's possible in physics for that to happen although i do think it's possible today we just don't have the technology and i think the biggest thing to overcome would be a power source 
I don't think we have the ability to harness such uh, something so powerful uh, in terms of like the energy required to utilize something like that. Because what you're talking about doing in teleportation would be um, rematerialization. So like they do even in Star Trek where you break somebody down to the anatomical structure of the person and then you reconfigure them and their entire brain and everything exactly how it is. But we don't know what that'll do to like memories or consciousness, like what that what will happen if that happens. Like So you would rematerialize and break somebody down from all the way down to the smallest particle and then send those particles to another location that receives the particles. And then it would rematerialize and how I don't know what kind of power that would take. I mean, I assume like we can't really start thinking about that until we figure out like how to compact i don't know what something like the energy source of a sun into a small area well yeah that's that's what they said they said possibly solar power operated but you're probably thinking you're gonna be needing a whole lot of power just to get that to to function right what what did they say about solar panels they wanted it to solar power solar powered teleportation but but i'm like if we're talking levels of the sun then we're talking like the sun is constantly undergoing nuclear fission i believe all the time from the sun yeah the sun is a giant nuclear power plant right 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 and it's and it's constantly going through its own chemical reaction all the time just producing energy Mm -hmm. so we would like have to be like i think on the on the kardashev scale if i'm saying that correctly uh, we'd have to be like a type three civilization. I don't even think we're like type one. What is what is the types? What's the types? You know about these? Can types, you pull bro? that up? The Karshev scale. Um, and type three is like when you uh, are able to harness the power of sun, like stars. So you build what's called a Dyson sphere, mm-hmm. and it's basically like a giant uh, super mega structure that would harness the power of a star. And then you take all that energy of the star to power other things. Are you talking about a Death Star? <laughs> In a way, it you could you could do that, but that's not the Death Star in Star Wars was just a giant structure with a laser beam. But didn't it harness the energy of a star? I think it harnessed the energy of a star. I don't think so. I might have to ask Siri. I think we're thinking about a a different. So I'm ready to dive deep into this shit. Okay. Wait, what? Hello? Well, yeah. Yo, yo, yo. I had to take a little brief intermission. We didn't have Wi-Fi. <laughs> so I had to give them the Wi-Fi password. Oh, man. Yeah, can't uh, be throwing that out there. Um, Teleportation. Damn. Teleportation. Yeah. Kardashev scale. Kardashev scale. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. 
that's what we were looking for before we got a yeah before we got a little sidetracked Kardashev scale is a method of measuring the civilization's level of technological advancement based on the amount of energy it is able to use. The measure was proposed by Soviet astronomer Nikolai Kardashev in 1964. You hurt my fucking head, bro. Can you run that to me one more time? <laughs> you can give me the short version. No, no, no. Give him the long version. Say it again. The long version. Say it again. Uh, drink closer. It's a way of measuring a civilization's level based on the amount of energy we're able to use. Okay. So smaller, smaller levels would be type type three, type one. Smaller. Type one. Okay. Type three is higher. Okay. All right, I'm following. Okay. It was invented by Nikolai Kardashev in 1964. All right. It's a scale used to understand uh, how powerful or technologically advanced civilizations are based on their energy consumption. Okay. Because All right. I can to follow do that. certain things and. Thanks, bro. The way the universe works, you need to be able to harness a certain amount of energy. Um, and Just like why the atomic bomb was such a breakthrough, because that was us figuring out the splitting of the atom and the amount of energy that can be released. Yo, I got to show you a picture. I'm going to show you a picture of a man. Okay. And. Oh, hold on, I gotta and then the aliens started showing up like these motherfucking. These guys were just. How many millions of years ago they were in caves they're up in trees and now they're if now I they're can, dropping nukes if so. i can find this picture um this guy is a friend of mine he passed away a few years ago but he was a good friend of mine but oh, he geez. personally was uh he personally was he personally worked on the bomb that they dropped on uh japan Oh shit! And um, he was so close to this project that like it was only him and his crew who knew the actual date and time that they planned on originally dropping it. And he was from Salem, New Jersey. He was a doctor, um, and he was a professor at Princeton. And along with that. He also was um, good friends with Dr. John Nash. Do you know who that is? No. You ever seen the movie A Beautiful Mind mm. with Russell Crowe? I don't think I have. That movie is about Dr. John Nash. Um. Dr. John Nash, he was, uh, um, I think a, he had schizophrenic, schizophrenia. Yeah. Did you see that movie? He has schizophrenia, but he was a professor at Princeton and he thought that, um, he was, he was, uh, having these episodes and he thought that the CIA was having him work for them. 
and it was all he was having these schizophrenic episodes and the whole movie goes through him battling schizophrenia and at the end of the movie it shows that he kind of like opted out of the whole medicine thing and he found ways to cope with these hallucinations if that's what they're called i'm sorry i don't i'm not sure but um there's a whole movie about it a whole book about it he was friends with him my friend and um this is him and um he uh he talked him he talked dr john nash into coming to princeton he was going to go to some whole other small time school because he didn't like he's not very social Princeton's like a big deal like Princeton's a big fucking deal yeah I've got my friend has taken me there like yeah. um he uh he gave me like a whole tour of the whole campus cause he was I guess so valued by Princeton that even though he was in his mid 90s they he still had an office like for free at Princeton like he would we would go up to his office all the time it's called tenure okay that's what that is okay when you and work at a university or a college I gotta tell you the time. coolest part all that shit isn't even the coolest part about my friend but when he took me on a tour for the first time up to his office and then we toured the campus right he showed me like lecture halls and shit and he's like that's where me and my buddy Al would sit during the lectures oh shit how fucking dope is that bro oh shit and he would tell me that like i'm not even gonna repeat anything but he would tell me these funny stories about him and his friendship with albert einstein Mm. and how they would you know rock out at the free lectures and always be there and just just because they ain't had nothing to do so go listen to this lecture or whatever you know that's that that's actually more common than you think just among like um quote intellects um working around colleges like when you have spent so much time in academia or uh at some of these like pretty prestigious schools yeah um when you accomplish or become accomplished uh you end up hanging out with like a lot of these people like i listen to a lot of uh people who work in academia through podcasts and was you gonna say lex freeman yeah well that's one of them you should shout that out because lex freeman is a fucking dope ass podcast yeah, awesome podcast i feel like honestly i really my mom se- keeps putting herself down about what I really want my mom to do a podcast with Lex mm. Friedman. Like I want, oh. I want to send in an email I, I, to Lex. Yeah, yeah. You told me that. Hold that thought though. Were you about to lay something on us a minute ago? Were you going to say something before I got the rambling on about my friend and and the beautiful mind and all that shit? I uh, yes and no. You just you don't remember? No, I, I remember. It was just uh, it was interesting, but I wanted to let you guys continue before i went on my adventure okay so so you got you got you're holding your thought basically all right all right yo so you was telling me that you wanted your mom to go on lex friedman you said you was going to try to reach out 
Yeah. You know, it's like super easy. You just got to find Send his agent. Email. Yeah. I, I, okay. So she's like, he doesn't want to talk to me. I'm just, a, I don't, she's I like, bet he I, would. she's like, I don't know anything. I'm just a regular person. Dude, I'm like, she's watching like calculus, bro. I'm like, mom, you graduated from Columbia University. Like, what do you Columbia. mean? That's an Ivy League school. Like, what, what, what is Columbia? In the middle of swine flu. Like, what? Damn. What? What is Columbia, like, known for? Like, what's their biggest rep? Uh, I, I'm embarrassed to say that I wouldn't be able to answer that question for you. Okay. Um, hell, is I Princeton even, Ivy League? School? It might be an Ivy League school. Um, or are we talking like Harvard and like yeah. Yale type yeah, yeah, of yeah, level? Yeah, yeah. No, that's what we're talking about. Wow. Um, but yeah, it's in New York. That's like the big New York college. Yeah. Columbia University. Yeah. Um, Does New she York, come New to York the States specifically to go to Cambridge? Cambridge? Yeah. Columbia. Columbia. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fuck. Sorry. Okay. Columbia. <laughs> Columbia. My bad. My it's bad. Okay. Uh, does she come no. from Estonia? No. No, no, no. Oh. She was on vacation. Oh, shit. And then she was in Miami. And then she got set up on a blind date and met my dad on that blind date. Yo, that's so cool. And then she never left. Was she here? All right. Was she here like just for like a week's vacation? What like what kind of vacation? I think she said I could be wrong. It's been a while since I've heard this story, like yeah. a long time. I think she said she was like on like one of those things students do when they graduate high school. And I guess it was some kind of thing where they're supposed to go around the world. Yeah. All, all to these different locations. And it stopped in Miami. And then she just like stayed and then like learned, started to learn how to speak English and shit like that. Yeah, that's so dope. But like I was telling my mom, I'm like, you should totally like reach out and try to be on his podcast and she's like i'm just a regular person like he doesn't really want to he's like he has all these great intelligent people on his podcast why would he want to interview me or whatever and i'm like are you kidding me right now i'm like i don't know it was like i was like can you stop that i'm like can you stop putting yourself down so much i was like well for one you could both talk about what it was like growing up um in the Soviet Union, because when my mom was growing up, Estonia was a part of the Soviet Union and she could relate. Like there was this one time Lex was talking about um, what it was like as a kid under Soviet, uh, un living in the Soviet Union, um, how, what school was like. And like, it was all this emphasis on math and reading and poetry and like everyone comes out like a philosopher and because you read all these fucking books of all these great philosophers and by the time you're done everyone is like yeah, Lex is like even like the neighborhood mechanic is a well-spoken philosopher <laughs> um I was like so you could relate to him on that and then you could talk about the differing experiences you had living in the Soviet Union and that would be a good topic um my mom works for the state of delaware she works for energy uh she works with energy assistance for uh low-income families and that's like her main uh branch of government that she dictates for the northeast region um and it 
I mean, I always look at my mom like a superhero in that sense because people literally either have heat or don't. And she, like, she looks at her job like, well, I look at her job. She also looks at it because she doesn't, personally, I think she doesn't get paid enough for what she does, like not even close. But um, I mean, she can, she help, she gets the joy out of her job from helping so many people. I mean, like, it's like people are backed up with stuff. Like the program is there to help people who can't pay their bills, like stuff like that. So it's a different, it makes a huge difference. Um, so I was like, you could talk about that aspect. I'm sure he'd be interested to talk about somebody in your that does your specific thing he says that he wants to talk with people from all kinds of different backgrounds and different specialties yeah. and stuff like that he's not ha he doesn't have like one specific lane that he's like toned in yeah and then that led me down another path of like well since you help low-income people with energy assistance like maybe that leads into a conversation about how like you she doesn't know much about crypto lex kind of knows a little bit about crypto i don't think he would say he's a crypto professional or whatever um he kind of just usually says it as a joke on the podcast but uh a lot of people who support crypto say like that's how people empower people without money is through virtual currency because that gives them money in a different format which gives them power which helps empower people who couldn't have access to power before and that changed their life and that changes their lives and like maybe somewhere down the future like there's some kind of different program or whatever <clears throat> i mean and she's she's intelligent like she she says she isn't she's an intellectual like she just doesn't give herself enough credit and i'm sure likes being the great host that he is would be able to direct the conversation or propose questions where she would be able to respond and give like deep answers that she gives me when i talk with her like i literally sat in my kitchen this morning and cried because we were drinking coffee and we were just talking about uh, i i've ooh, okay we were talking about um, trees and we were talking about uh, consciousness and the brain. And I was showing her this video of they had developed this technology to help this disabled person. And they inserted like 26 electrodes in his brain. It's all a thing. And then they used machine learning algorithms over like a 22 hour period where they showed questions on this screen and he would try to speak to answer the questions and they would record the brain activity while he tried to respond to these questions and over this 22 hour period they used that information to train this machine learning algorithm so then later when they were done they reproposed the questions and he was able to look at the screen see the question and answer the question just because the machine learning algorithm would predict what he's trying to say based on his brainwave activity after that he had taught the machine what his brain thought like um when he was trying to say certain words and then it was able to predict 
in one video it said 75% accuracy the other video said 93% accuracy what he was trying to say and just off that alone like now somebody who's handicapped who didn't have the ability to speak is now able to communicate with other people and then that got on the topic of consciousness because some people were afraid of mind reading um and the guy who works on it says oh well technically like you don't really have to work not technically he's like you don't have to worry about that because that would require you to tr train allow someone to record that stuff and then train your brain with the algorithm in conversation like it was very specific scientific setup where they had this all organized to train this machine right with this guy's permission or assistance um co collaboration and it's impossible to just like do that and just read someone's brain who's here that you know nothing about them um but then that led us down the road to trees and mycelium networks and if trees are like the earth is just one big consciousness like all living things like plant life is like a big consciousness and it, they're all it's constantly communicating like your brain does with the neurons that are firing off and just through the mycelium network and the roots all the trees and all the life is communicating with its with each other but we just don't recognize it because it's on that different time scale um just like your brain like we can't really understand it because it's just sending electrical impulses or not electrical impulses like electrical currents through your neurons and that's how you get communication and thoughts and it could be the same way and then i started crying because i'm like something in that moment just like i was like really upset because i'm like one day i'm gonna have to face the fact that i won't be able to have these conversations with you anymore because you're gonna pass away but she's like all i have left yeah to have those conversations yeah and it's like i have these deep conversations with her and then she goes and says like uh why would someone like him want to have me on his podcast like da, 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 da. and i'm just like what do you mean yeah and then i'm like why don't we do a podcast like just me and you and she's like i don't know how to have a conversation i'm just like you're not giving yourself enough credit I think that happens with a lot of smart people actually that they don't give themselves enough credit for how smart they are there's just like an incredible amount of like uh humbleness with with intellectual people i i genuinely feel that way too when it's like stuff like numbers and stuff <clears throat> because 99% of the time I could just do it in my head mm -hmm. and for a lot of people you know that's not possible right or even just looking at the stuff and trying to do that stuff it's uh it's very complicated for them but I don't see it that way and then I'm trying to explain it to them in a way that would make sense without being like yeah you just don't know this 
without calling them stupid. Yeah. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I I don't think anyone's stupid. I think they're no. just uneducated. Um, like uneducated in the I, fact that nobody's ever just sat down and taught them the subject that you're talking about. Like everyone yeah. can learn. I um, love learning. I think that you should do whatever you got to do did to get her on mic. I'm trying. Um, I did research that uh, that college, uh, Columbia College. Yeah. And it's actually a pretty prestigious school. It's got a little bit of history. It's a... What we got here? One of the top five schools in the nation. Uh, if you're strong in stuff like STEM courses or humanity courses, uh, the school could very much be for you. Uh, they got a strong engineering program. Uh, Her degree is in economics. They do a lot of stuff with humanities programs. Yeah, courses in calculus, chemistry, computer science, design fundamentals. Uh, right, right across the way, it's another college, which is Bernard College. It's a highly ranked all-female college, and they focus on stuff like liberal arts. And they're actually partnered with each other. So if you wanted to do like some courses over in Columbia and some. Bernard, you could do that. I'm interested to like to find out if any people, like famous people in academia or like whatever I have heard of, have come from it. Other than my mom. Well, it's also home of the Pulitzer Prize, which is the prize that's used for stuff like newspaper articles mm -hmm. and things like that oh like journalism yeah so so i'm sure some famous names gotten there um they also have a, a history in fencing i wanted to fence when i was a kid so bad my mom almost actually that's so crazy. My mom almost tried to get me courses for uh, training to be a fencer. I still kind of want to fence. Mm, um, for real? I also, well, I miss, I, also I think I really sense. dropped the ball in my life with not going in any athletics because I love competing. I love sports. Um, I'm so competitive. Like I'm so disgustingly competitive. I get sucked up in something. Uh, and find my com competitive spirit in it and i just like run with it and i won't stop um i remember in high school i was like that too like it, we i couldn't wait for gym i could not wait for gym i would kill myself in gym i don't even care like i would put my body through so much shit. it's a miracle that i never broke anything yeah i almost i almost fenced in college a friend wanted me to do it I didn't because I, I didn't feel like I was there enough to be like, yeah, this is what I want to do. So I didn't do it, but I did consider it something about swords. Something about swords. Yeah, I, something like the about swords. I like the reaction, like 
the dance of it is like oh we're still talking about fencing you learn it's like boxing like you learn you find your opponent yeah like your opponents have their own kind of little bit and then like it's this dance between each other where windows it's a lot of skill and reaction speed and it's like precision because different parts of your body are different points there's like a yeah it seems so silly to me i'm sorry that's fine what does it derive from what fencing yeah does it derive from something more badass maybe it's what do you mean it's it's <laughs> it's sparring oh that's all it's ever been it's just how y'all and it's like on guard or what, it's what, like what's the, the way phrase? i don't know it's like the way of I'm dueling without killing now. each other <laughs> yeah okay well, all right they, yeah if they wanted to practice their swordsmanship without the need of feeling like yeah, I'm gonna kill you if so I, it was if I like, strike you a, a certain way. So it's like you said it's like sparring, right? So it's like the beginning stages of sword fighting. So it's like they all did that, Except and then it was really, like a different kind of sword. And then there was like, all right, guys, you ready to use the real ones? No, and they no, were no. like, nah, actually, I think we'll just stick with fencing. No, we'll it was a, here. I believe it. Mode. I believe it derived from royalty. Okay, it was a thing like like entertainment. They watched it. Yeah, they watch it just like they would watch. Like I have a feeling I'm, get, it, you, I, I'm getting a yes and a no at the a, same time. I don't know why, <laughs> but I have a feeling it had something to do with like that was like one of the things like a lot of times like ro- royals would. Have their kids practice in. Okay. Like that would be like a sport they would practice in. It's almost similar to jousting. Okay. They would watch. That's on the horse, right? Watch it for sport. Yeah. Yeah. Just like that. Um. But fencing is just like the swords aren't that sharp that they use. Yeah. And they bend really easily. Right. But the goal is to try to hit one of those weak spots. Okay. So if you were in a like real life combat, yeah, using more lethal weapons, you could just strike a weak spot, you know, with relative skill and just and just huh. kill a person just like that. Lex, invite my mom onto your podcast. Yeah. I I asked you need to write. Don't him. give her an option because I asked her if he if I sent you an email. And you said yes. Um, would she do it? And then she looked at me and I was like, if you don't do it, I'm gonna and she was like, What? What are you gonna do? I'm like, I'm gonna be so disappointed in you. <laughs> she she would really benefit from that, I think. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. So you need to email him. Sharing of knowledge. You need to email him. I'm trying to get her to send me her resume. Uh, she's done a lot of work like not even just what the work she's done now i mean i think she's done work for nato um she has like articles published on like cybersecurity that were featured in like defense magazines um you just need to email him yeah just need to email him and you need to set up your two mics and just my mom told me she's always said before, before we even started doing bro therapy yeah she used to always tell me i need to do a podcast 
but she used to say, how come nobody ever has, nobody has a podcast where they just go have a podcast with normal people is what she would tell me. She'd be like, you know, like, I don't know, our neighbors. Yeah. Like you just walk up to our neighbors and be like, hey, you want to sit down for 30 minutes and talk about what you do? Yeah. She's like, how come there isn't any podcast like that? So it's funny because like podcasts were always mentioned in my house even before bro therapy existed because we've we've always kind of like podcasts were like this new medium like outside of books where you could like really interact with people in their specific field and like really take in a bunch of knowledge because it's these long form conversations where you never get to see this person outside of like at a university sitting and talking about a subject for X amount of time and they're not teaching it. They're kind of teaching it, but they're just talking about it. Well, podcasts themselves is literally just the step right after audiobooks, I think. Yeah. Because the way that they were able to just use basically just text to speech and just have it read for you, we're just a step above that where you're now that speech has a consciousness bro i is is that what can can i bounce off that what do you well is is that what you guys like that's your thoughts on what i guess a podcast is or what this is i think podcasts podcasts are if uh, so i want to give my thought of what this what i I think think podcasts are a great way to hold conversation all right that's what you think about it and you just said what you think about it right yeah yeah in a sense yeah like what i guess what i think about when i think about this podcast right more than anything is um that in some weird way i'm putting away something for my kids oh shit yeah where they can like yeah where they can like learn about me and hear like my side to things and my perspective and like out of that i also feel like a great deal of like accountability as if they're listening to me you and you want to know what you should tell yourself what's that the accountability that you hold with yourself is to be as authentically you as possible yeah because why are you gonna dress up who you are when you already do that, like we as humans already do that in front of our children all the time anyways. You dress up who you are for the sake of raising them mm-hmm. because you want to raise them a certain way. Right. How yeah, many how many parents are truly authentically them, their true self in front of their kids? That's what I want to know because I feel like a lot of parents dress up a little bit for the sake of raising their kids. Yeah, especially if they have this idea of like how they should be versus like, um, well, while thinking about all the things they've done wrong in their life and trying to make sure their kids don't do it. So there's like this line that you walk where it's like, make sure you don't do this, but also know I did this and this is who I am. Like, (laughs) just make sure you don't do it. No, I definitely, um, I definitely think that being honest about shit is like super important 
uh, we've talked about this a ton of times. We, on our I podcast. swear we had this conversation, just me and you, um, talking about, uh, podcasts being like this digital archive of people of yeah your life been, experience we've had that yeah. a, few, a few times yeah and i don't know i guess like through it i want to just uh bestow as much like i don't know i just want to talk about my experiences that make me who i am and i think i'm in just a much better place these days to like express yourself express myself express those stories be honest about everything and uh i think that's super important like either way but uh it's also a great way to unlock some of the things that you think about yeah that yeah therapeutic like in the sense it's not therapy this is bro therapy yeah and the it's a there it's therapeutic it's not real therapy but i say it's therapeutic because when you're walking yourself through your thoughts like you're forced to try to explain yourself but you have the time to sit here it's not everyday life you're not at work you're not like got something to do like it's we're sitting down for like hours yeah and you got time to sit here and really try to like explain what you think chop it up to somebody across from you or next to you that you trust sometimes yeah and sometimes when you're doing that like you come to realizations and like those are like breakthrough moments yeah and sometimes you have those breakthrough moments but to piggyback off of the consciousness thing um and to jump back to the lex thing just real briefly uh i was listening to a new episode he had out with brian green and that name sounds familiar and he was talking he he i think uh has a couple videos on quantum mechanics um was he on uh i would imagine he was on uh joe rogan's uh, I would assume at some point he's been on there. Um, sometimes they have yeah, the same guests. They're like people do their runs. Big fans of each other and good friends or yeah, something. Yeah, it's really, it's really. Uh, I want to say cute. It is cute. It's nice to see. I like to see that uh, compassion towards yeah. each other yeah. uh, between people. Um, what I was gonna say was uh, he Brian Green was talking about the chance man i want some hookah right now i wish we had some hookah bro the chance that uh oh god the chance that um dinosaurs and us that we are the only sentient or conscious he's not saying he believes this but the possibility that we're the only sentient or conscious beings in the universe like because and then he gives dinosaurs as an example like dinosaurs were around for millions of years and from what we know they weren't very advanced or sentient so there could be a lot of quote air quote dumb life in the universe that just has never reached sentient like humans could be the most advanced species in the entire universe like that's a possibility okay and he was like 
I'm following. And he's I'm like, following. and he's like, what are, uh, what a special place that would put humans? And the reason I got into the tree co- topic with my mom oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. was because I was like, when I heard him say that, he, um, and that's very likely not the case that humans are the most advanced. Um, but when I heard him say that, I was like, I was like, has any, has any scientist or any, uh, prominent figure taken the stance on the ecological side of things and, uh, conservation side of things to accept the responsibility within their power to continue conservation and save the planet? Because if we are, for the sake of argument, the most advanced civilization or the most advanced species in the universe, isn't it our duty almost? Like, uh, don't you feel like a moral duty to try to preserve all the biodiversity on this planet so it has a chance to reach sentient status like humans have? Because this is this one little rock with all this biodivert all this biodiversity and all these different forms of life and if they were given the opportunity to advance another million years they might be fucking humans like not humans literally but their own ver- version of humans demi humans no, i wouldn't say demi humans i would say like they would be their species but just more advanced and what if our little rock here is like one of the very if not select few areas in the entire universe if it isn't the only one that has this biodiversity and we're just killing it all and we're the only sentient like flesh living things and we're just killing it all like we're not giving any of these things the chance to reach where we are shouldn't we be trying to preserve the planet in that sense to like morally to give these things the right to become sentient and experience consciousness the way we do to experience love the way we do like i had that thought and that's what led me to like starting down the tree thing and i believe that's what led me to cry really is just like one day i won't be able to have those deep break mental breakthroughs and conversations with my mom anymore but like holy shit what if we're in that position right now we're just fucking dropping the ball ace is saying yeah but his mind is saying that's crazy to think about right yeah because it could be happening right now like we think so we're so uh caught up in our existence we think human time scale all the time now i just a couple years from now maybe i know this is just one of those conversations where like when i listen to it later third person i'm gonna learn some shit right now because the dinosaurs were here for millions of years but there's a chance that some of these other species like hump like whales humpback whales all day uh show displays of altruism just an example what is that um going out of your way to protect or save another species bro hold on time out shut the fuck up 
Shut the fuck up. Time out. Hold on. Without being Sh- no, 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 no. For it. real. Serious time out. Serious time out. I need to stop freaking out for one second and then I'll explain myself. Don't say shit, dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yo. He's very serious. That's so fucking crazy. That's so fucking crazy. Yo, because you tell me all the time. What do you say we're connected by, me and you? These like space vines or these space roots uh-huh that are just like interconnected like mingling above us like yeah in the cosmic soup or whatever yeah yeah you always tell me this me yeah. and you specifically were connected through these things right yeah, and yeah. you you it, these weird things happen time and time and time again and it's you're like see one, the one conscious see see <laughs> so it's crazy because i told you i wanted to do some tiktoks or i, I brought tiktoks yeah up earlier and that was one of them was this video I've, I've been waiting to show you because mm. the fucking killer whales mm-hmm. are like the bullies of the sea. And although they're at the I top, I believe that although they're at the top of the food chain, humpback whales are the only uh, creature that'll stand up to a orca. And I have a video of them re- like explaining why they do it. And like they literally save other species all the time, other species from orcas all the time. But not only that, they humans save too. humans from sharks. Mm-hmm. Orcas, we also orcas don't kill humans but as well. Fuck so all like, that! It's crazy how like. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck, bro? That shit's so spooky to me. Mm. That's woo woo shit. Yeah, we just gotta wait for no? all the other species. No, I'm agreeing. I'm yeah, 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 definitely woo woo. What's all the other? It doesn't other trip me out that much because I'm the one who up. says it all the time that we're connected. Yeah. So like, I'm just like, okay. <laughs> You're like, duh. <laughs> like, wait, what, hap- what are you saying, bro? What happens if we get to a world where every species has? No, but that's the thing. We should oh, be we're in trouble. Care. We should be taking care of the Earth because the future we're projecting what we want to see. That- we're, poses a question for me we're projecting the future we want to see onto the rest of the universe yeah when we're literally we literally have the fucking tools in our hands right now like we want to believe there's other life in the universe and there's a fucking rock right here with billions of different bio like uh, biological creatures on it right now that communicate with each other that have families that have packs that have hierarchies that operate in structures that take care of each other and like we're just like man if only a couple fucking galaxies away we could find some intelligent life like no bitch you're supposed to take care of the life that's here give it the chance to blossom and then guess what maybe we should be helping them maybe we should be finding we should be creating like defense systems for planets from asteroids and shit and then creating other earths in other solar systems to then take these biological creatures when they reach sentient status after we become our own cybernetic cyborg future cybernetics take over and we can live longer than the human lifespan and being the caretakers to allow the this biodiversity to blossom and then seeding them onto the planets so that new sentient life can add to the richness of the world just like the conversations between me and you in our own shared experiences and how they differ we should be giving that opportunity to other life but we don't think on the fucking cosmic scale of things we think on human time scale 
We think very short term. I can't wait to see some like dogs and cats come out with a podcast talking about humans. Does anyone like <laughs> you guys? I'm like very serious about this. Yeah, no, I can see it in your face. But no, I if we ever get to a point where where everything has like our con- wouldn't that be amazing? To have a converse, a sentient conversation, like like we are, but with another species, and we have the fucking opportunity right now. We just have to create ways to prolong our existence, and that's what AI is, honestly. And this brings me back to the fucking. I don't know what episode it was where I talked about the biosimulation theory that I came up with, and where like, okay, whatever. Cause it's like, it's so much to unload. Don't you want to sit down? Can you imagine like, um, what, just give me an example. Like, let's just for the sake of conversation, um, we're chimpanzees give another great ape species or something like a pig for fuck's sake or a dolphin whatever right something people like can picture in their head that are more comfortable understanding intelligence with right or relating intelligence with a couple thousand years maybe a couple hundred thousand years prolong your life through cybernetics machine learning consciousness you continue to like recycle yourself and prolong your mind because it's all electrical anyways. And then have a conversation with them and see what how what kind of ideas that they can bring into the world, what kind of art they can bring into the world, what kind of experiences they can bring to the world that are outside of this this fucking bubble we put ourselves in as humans. It would be it, it would be that that first contact shit but we have the we have all the tools here we we do we just don't care we we project we project this future we want to see onto the rest of the universe when we literally have the opportunity right now to to start that process maybe we're the life seeders maybe that's this simulation's purpose and that's why we're here right now as we just happen to be the couple of numbers that brought us to that point where we got ahead of everyone else. We ran away in the algorithm and now it's our job to see the rest of the universe with life as it expands outward so that it isn't such an empty place. That's a huge responsibility to put on humans. I don't know if you want to call that. People will be like, that's uh, some very, I don't, I fuck for lack of a better word, self-centered. Uh, can't remember the word I'm looking for. Um, I'd be like, see, you're being the one that's human focused. You're, you're saying that, like, you're saying that we like to think everything's evolved around humans. And then you're saying humans are responsible to take care of. All- no, 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 no. You're not getting what I'm trying to say. I'm saying, what if? That's all I'm saying. And we're just dropping the ball. 
Is it what? Ego? Self-sufficiency. I get where we're, we evolved from predatory animals. Like, and that's kind of just how the cookie crumbles in the animal kingdom. Earth. Top of the food chain, eat everything else. I get it. Yeah. But at the same time, we like to say we're above those very same animals. So like where you draw the line, bro. Well, that comes from, from religion, right? God give, give Reli- man domain. Religion is powerful and dangerous. Huh? I said religion is powerful and dangerous. It can save a lot of people. Hope, faith, that can save a lot of people. But it's killed millions. Ideology. Yeah, very true. The Crusades. Yeah. yeah. Just think um, about the Crusades. Much more than that. Much more than that, for sure. Wars, wars have been fought over religion for thousands of years in human history. Uh, I'm just so that. like stuck on like. Yo, this should be a commercial. <sighs> no commercials. This should be a commercial. We're drinking seltzer water. If you want to sponsor us, hit us up. Link below. <laughs> Message us. We have an email on the pod. Under Spotify. Hit us up on our social. Whatever. Yeah. But also, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't really want to be sponsored by anyone that is uh, stealing water from anyone. So, our problem. We have well water. Um, uh, salsa water. Well water is my favorite. Yo, I got a question for you. Do you got something? You don't, I, I... Bro, speaking of water, I know I'm just talking a shit ton right now. We, I went and watched Dune today. Water is a very... Uh, is a focal point in that movie. Oh, and can I say I'm really pissed off with how dirty they did that shit? And let me elaborate. Advertisements everywhere. Go watch Dune. It's out this and that and the other. Everyone's all hyped to go see Dune. It's a remake of an old movie. Everyone loves that old movie. I think the old movie had Sting in it. Maybe that's... I don't know if some of our viewers are too young for that. I'm not familiar with it. Um, you know who Sting is? I know who Sting is. Yeah. Um, they remade it, and you get in the movie theater. And we went to movies. Um, by the way, nobody empty. Um, then again, we went like at twelve o'clock in the middle of the day. <laughs> That's probably another reason why. Um, but also COVID. Um, comes up on the screen, Dune. Underneath it, part one. I'm like, this was never in the fucking posters. They just fucking like snuck that in there, bitch. Because they probably know that if they had advertised part one everywhere, people would have just waited. They wouldn't go out to the movies. They would wait for like a couple parts to be done on the movie and binge watch it because that's what people do nowadays. People binge watch stuff. They wait for a whole season to be done and then they watch all the episodes back to back to back to back to back. Well, that I think that's just because that's that's dirty next- marketing. That's dishonesty. <laughs> dude, <laughs> fucking Oh, what you're talking about. Good gravy, dude. Calm down. What? 
That it, it angers. I don't like being. I'm upset because it's like they got one over on you. Like my mom was upset too. She thought she was going in there to see the whole movie. She was so excited. And then it said part one and she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then the movie ended like a third of the way through the actual plot. Yeah. She's like, oh, I'm just going to have to wait to see the rest of it. It's definitely a let me down. That's misleading. That's misleading. Producer, you seen it? I haven't. I've only no. seen commercials, but I, I don't get around to watch any movies. So. Yeah, me neither, man. Me neither. I mean, that's a valid reason to be upset. I just don't like being misled. Honesty. That's what it is. I feel like they weren't honest. It is dishonest, I think. Maybe I'm just crazy. No, it's dishonest. Yeah. Um, I actually, if we could pause, I want to show you a clip before. Just and then I just want to see what you react to it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back to Bro Therapy. Uh, we took a little pause again. I show Ace this clip. What do you think about that, man? That was pretty trippy. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, so it was a speaker underneath of a metal plate, I guess, and, and there was sand on it. Mm-hmm. And depending on the frequency of sound, the sound, a different pattern vibrated out the sand on the, on the plate. Yeah, it was pretty trippy. The noise was like getting to me. Yeah. It was trippy in a trippy sense. Yeah. I think the vibrations are so crazy. Um, on the back of that, uh, Ryan, I'm sorry. On the back of that, there's a switch on the right side. Can you just flip it? Yeah, thank you. That blue light was in my eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro, that's just trippy. And that goes back to the what I was talking about, like, I don't know, man. Back to what you was talking about with what? Life. What about life? Life. I think Lex summed it up pretty good. Oh, were you going to say it? Oh, you just oh, he's just repeating. Us. I think Lex <laughs> sums up a lot of what I said, but in a way, this won't make sense, but it will, because I don't have an analogy for it. But I'll use a, a thing he said in that podcast with Brian Green as a way to give an analogy. He said, "If you want to incorporate AI into uh, human life." as like another thing that we coexist with in society, you have to make it fear death because something in that, something special about fearing death brings you all the things that we find it to be human, like the mortality of it, the thoughts, love, like all that stuff kind of like permeates from death. So you, to have an AI be able to exist and make sense alongside humans, 
it also needs to understand the concept of fearing death. It also too needs to fear death. Like that's necessary? Necessary or just something that needs to happen to coexist with us are two different things. You fear death? Do I fear death? Absolutely. Why? I think this is it. Like there's nothing after this, nope. right? But isn't that like a comforting feeling too? Nope. It takes a lot I of pressure off. Like that's it. The I may have my pro- I may have my problems, but I you I like I uh, like the highs of life too much producer. to uh I like the highs of life too much to wanna to lose it. And then also losing people that's you care about man. in this, huh? That's suffering. That's attachment. No. It's special. Well, it is. This is special. Don't say no. That's this that's what it is. I don't I don't believe that. What that it's attachment? Attachment. Yeah. I mean I guess it's attachment, but I wouldn't You're say right. it's suffering. No. Suffering comes from all attachments, good or bad. Okay, suffering is a good thing. It's a necessary thing. It's a it's an growth. experience. Yeah. Um but you're afraid you're afraid of that yeah i don't want to die I, I think like um i'd like to see what happens no i mean uh, we all want to live a like like long fruitful life but i mean you don't want to live forever you know and you can't live forever i might you would want to live forever i might like somewhere along if the I line, if I could live forever, somewhere, somewhere along the line, you wouldn't want to be like, "Can we wrap this shit up?" If, if I could live forever, but I had the on-off switch, yeah, to turn it off at any time, like myself, I would, <clears throat> I would accept it. Nah. Yeah. But anyway, back to death. Why? Like, what are you afraid of? If it just stops. What do you mean? What am I afraid of? Losing this. I can tell you what I'm. This is special. Of. What are you? Life is special. Producer? It's the same reason why I don't believe in killing other people. I, I don't think we oh, should well, have the right over other people <laughs> to decide whether or not they experience life anymore. You know, because it's um, so special. You know who? It, uh, George Carlin has a whole bit about this. I love George Carlin so much, but the sanctif, the sanctif, what, what's the word? Bro? Sanctity. The, say it again. Sanctif- sanctity. Sanctification. The sanctity. Yeah, that word. That how he said it is how George Carlin says it. Uh, of life is a human concept and it's only just it's only humans that feel that way right planes and it's i don't know what the hell that even means but planes and subways are human concepts so are spaceships oh fuck bro george carlin sanctity of life human concept it's in the human's best interest it's it's I don't know. I I just got derailed like a motherfucker. Doesn't that isn't that what makes us special is our interest? I'm not afraid of death though. I don't I I, I that just comes from a place of uh like um 
where growing up in a, a Calvinist home, uh, there's a lot of fear wrapped around death, right? The big part of it is like, did I live a good enough life? No, goddamn well you didn't. And you're like, oh, am I gonna go to hell and suffer for the rest of my life for eternity? So there's a lot of that. So going from growing up, growing up um, with that fear all the time wrapped around death, right? To like learning Buddhism and not being like learning how to let go of certain attachments. Um, like completely dissolved like any fear that I had wrapped around death. I think I understand the fear concept that you are putting forth. I don't believe in that stuff. And what stuff? Well, you don't either anymore, maybe. Um, well, because it's different. What the fear what, is different. You talking religion? About? Okay, okay. The I'll fear is different. You, the fear is like losing the specialness of life, not eternal suffering. Right. I just think it. This is it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't like that. I wanna. I wanna do more. So you're sad about that. If you ain't really afraid of it, there's nothing to be yeah. afraid of, right? Yeah. For sure, I'm sad about it. Yeah. 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 Oh no! I was just picking you apart a little bit. That's oh, okay. Yeah, because the fear, like we I give a lot of I understand like, what you mean in fear in that sense. Yeah. Because people do fear that, but like in me not believing in it, I don't have that fear. Yeah. So. The only thing I fear about death is that when it happens, time is literally gonna present, like progress at like a almost instant level well you'll still exist without me thinking about it hmm. like I won't have any consciousness anymore to think about that you, so everything will that's what you think instantaneously so I got a question for you guys because you guys are like you'll be a part of this rock though su super smart I'm not that smart get, get the fuck out of yeah, here yeah we're not that smart bro anyway um <laughs> since you're smart too thank you since consciousness can't be weighed or not quantified measured, measured measured yeah measured since consciousness can't be measured or examined yeah but not everyone knows what the fuck a listener said that like yo y'all be y'all be using big ass words uh, <laughs> and i'm like i don't even not no don't look at me don't look at My me bad, man that ain't me uh, i'm like, sorry i gotta ask Oops. you human dictionaries what words i'm trying to trying to lay out sorry but all right where was i going what was i saying consciousness consciousness measured. oh because it can't be like measured and examined and all that yeah um does that mean that technically we don't really know if consciousness exists and it's just a theory? I mean, that's a possibility. Right? 
consciousness Richard, Richard could Dawkins. be consciousness could be super basic and it's in everything and we're just too you guys we familiar just with Richard Dawkins? We haven't figured out how to measure it. Like trees could be conscious and we just don't know. Like right. that was the point I was making earlier. It's all connected. It's just uh, on a different operation, different time scale, different we we don't have the ability to measure it yet. In the same sense, you could say it's on the same level as time. I don't like that. Time time is different than existence because time can be warped by gravity. Okay. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. You're probably right about that. <laughs> um, see, that's it. You're fucked. My brain is frying. That's what's happening right well, now. I'm shaking. I'm shaking my head. No, but I'm saying the, yes. What the fuck? I mean, that's proven though. Yeah, time it is. Can be, but my brain is just like right. Stephen Hawking. Control Alt Delete. Control Alt Delete. Ryan, do you think time is a real thing? It's a measurement. Sorry, I'm not Ryan. Yeah, it's a it's a unit of measurement. <laughs> I know what you're gonna say. What am I gonna say? <laughs> that is just a concept. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you're gonna say? Well, yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> what you think you know me, motherfucker? You think you know me? No, this it's is just a concept. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you're right. I'm probably my counter argument to that then would be. If it's just the concept, then consciousness also has to be considered just the concept. Well, that's what I'm starting to think that it, it is. Right? Because it can't be measured. We can't like, we can't examine or measure it. We're just making assumptions. Yeah. We're just throwing it out there. This is what it is. Right. So that just leaves it as a theory and like it's possible just as possible. It's reality is like just as possible as it's like non non existence. You think about it this way, when people will say they're they're losing consciousness or like people look at somebody and be like, Yeah, they lost consciousness. How do they know that? Good example, because I'm every time I like get into like my bunny trails of consciousness, like thought, uh, thought about consciousness. I, it always leads me back to consciousness. Like, uh, I'm gonna probably sound like a reductionist here, but like consciousness is just awareness. Right, because you just used that example, like someone's losing consciousness, they're losing like they're they're losing awareness, right? Well, if we say um, that consciousness is awareness, then all creatures have awareness, as far as like. In the animal kingdom 
some things are really good at math. But then you but can even say squirrels are really good at math. A lot of know, animals. You can are. even say that fucking that at that point we always have consciousness and we never actually lose it because we can still perceive things even if our body's not actually awake because we're still aware. You want me to really trip you out? Well then, nothing is real and everything is real because the simple act of observing is existence itself and particles constantly pop in and out of existence all the time and it's the act of observing them that when you observe them in the state that they are in that is where how it exists and that if you were to observe them at a different time they would have been different so the act of observation is existence Like, whether it's there or not depends on you observing it. How do we always get here? What do you mean? I don't know. We always get to this part? Yeah. Do we? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a question that plagues even the smartest people. Right. On it's our little necessary. rock. All right. In the Milky Way. All right. It's well, necessary for human cognition. Facts. All that's true. We always wonder where we're from. True. What All that's is. true. All that's true. All that's true. And by human cognition... For the people who don't like me using big words, it makes me think more. <laughs> um, well, let, let's let's reel it back and go a different direction, right? And focus on a whole other like category of people and an issue that, that they ponder all the time. Because I was at work, right? And this thought just kept popping in my head. And I want to ask you guys a question. I want you both to answer it. But I want you to think about your answer. Like as if somebody's like listening to what your answer would be. Like think about it like from the heart. But what would you say to like someone in like truly a hopeless situation? But like they have like no choice but to figure it out are you talking about yourself no <laughs> i feel like you like damn dog no i'm not talking about myself Bro, I don't know if you trying to take shots or what no, across no, the no, table no. here or not, bro. It's just shots. Whoa, 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 whoa. Dude. Oh, producer he was, says no, he was thinking of he was thinking like, yeah. The hey, only reason why this guy th is thinking about th it all the time is because he's actually in the situation. And no, he wouldn't be asking this question no, no. if he wasn't always thinking about it. No, the that's not it at all. I know what he's thinking. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> Mr. Producer is heavy on the uh, instigation I mean, tonight. Just, yeah, really, right? <laughs> um, no, I said he's that. like, listen, ratings, dog, ratings. I said that confrontation. <laughs> God damn it! You said that what? I said that because like me and you have pers personal emotional conversations all the time. Yeah, and sometimes we come to each other when we feel like things are stacked against us right so like you said you had a rough day at work i don't know like maybe you like 
slipped in a little hole mental hole and you were uh, like oh i see so that's I see. where i was like I, yeah. I came from like a place of empathy like i was yeah. like oh like are you i'm like we're here for you bro uh, i love that's you, where it was coming from i appreciate you i appreciate you ryan you want to go first what would you say to somebody who quote is in a truly hopeless situation but has to keep going yeah yeah exactly that was a better way to word it and to be clear i'm not talking about myself here i don't know but we we truly 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 i get a hundred percent of the feedback we truly make a difference in like people's lives and one way or another that's all so i got to thinking about it and i was like because people tell me even you like uh people tell me like oh you're so strong i don't know how you do it i don't know how you do it Mm. you know what i mean i know how i do it but like i'm looking back at so many people and i'm like damn i wonder how they do it or whatever and then i'm like all right well i wonder what my what my guys would think if they were faced with someone who was truly like in a hopeless situation but like like had had no choice but to figure it the fuck out like what what are you what would you pull out of you to try to inspire or motivate this person to just i don't know you know i have two things to say if ryan isn't ready to go what do you think you need time because i can look i i have an answer it's just gonna suck (laughs) in a sense uh the, the egoism in me is saying, well, if they're in a hopeless situation and they're not going to come to anybody to, to try to hide mind it out and, and figure it all out, then that's kind of on them. But the like empathetic side of me is just like, there is no hopeless situation. Everything can be figured out one way or another. I it's think it doesn't matter how you approach it. So as long as you have the the means to approach the situation, you'll you'll always get through it. I think so. It's, it's, for you, it's all about approach. Yeah. I think uh, it's not about what to do. It's about why to do. And I think for the, for for every person in a hopeless situation, it's kind of like other humans, people who care, our collective responsibility to help each other. And that's what love is for. And that's what showing people you care is for and we we uplifting others is a powerful thing that we can do for one another and um unfortunately for some people they have to be the hero of their own story and for some people that's the motivating factor um for other people It's okay to need somebody 
to just give you that pat on the back or that hug or that motivation or that you matter that you care and letting them know that because sometimes people just need that so i don't really think it's like you can come up with like and a specific answer obviously everyone's different but i think instead the better way to approach that question is that's exactly why you should do your best to i'm not i don't believe in religion but to love thy neighbor because you never know and that makes a big difference people i complimented somebody's outfit the other day at work see them around once in a while in this area said they always have great outfits on like they're always well dressed and they said they were having a terrible day and that they almost started crying and that made their day and I was just just being kind and saying hey you have spectacular taste and you're always wearing amazing outfits that's all I mean it doesn't hurt to be kind to one another doesn't cost anything as a currency that we can all have access to we all have access to pay it forward in kindness especially if you could do it without monetary value i know buying things is nice for some people but sometimes just the words are nice too yeah yeah yep especially to strangers there's something powerful about someone who doesn't know you just being nice to you for the sake of them being nice because then you know this person is just being nice right it's not like some it's because they're your friend or because they're whatever it's just because somebody wanted to be nice there's no uh, 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 alter ulterior motive yeah yeah even though that has like a negative connotation to it right right um I and the thought I wanted to lead with, but I thought it was important to get that off off the back of what he said. Um, yes. Oh, I spaced out. Yeah, you did. Did you uh, dissociate? Oh, um. So there's this anime called Sword Art. Skip right over that. Oh. Huh? No, no, no. It's part a part of it. Okay. Uh, Sword Art Online, and it, on the topic of people trapped in hopeless situations, there was this game that came out, and it was with a headset, and it like connected into your brain, and everyone went out and like pre-ordered this game and bought this game. There's only like fifty thousand copies, and everyone got in this game. And there was a huge event on the first day. And the person who made the game took everybody hostage. And if you removed it or somebody removed it from you, you died. Um, so everyone was trapped in this virtual world. And it's like a leveling game, like where you have to become stronger than other people. So people start killing each other. But when you die in that game, you die for real. Like it kills you in real life. And... I wasn't prepared for what I was going to see when I was watching that anime. And it's an old anime. So like trigger warning, 
but like a lot of people killing themselves oh shit. because they because it's not real like the disassociation and the suffering and feeling like it's hopeless and just people a lot of people couldn't take and i know it's it's anime it's fake like it's but the art piece of the concept like yeah. you could it's got some real connections you it. could relate to it a lot yeah. and it was so like i was crying like every episode yeah how far are you um i don't even know i think i'm like 15 episodes in or so oh they spoiler alert they just uh got done taking care of the uh administrator ai that was in the game to take care of player mental health but the person who made the game had locked that part of the programming away so she couldn't take care of any of the players mental health but she the ai can monitor everyone's mental health so she was just stuck this ai was just stuck watching all these people kill themselves and stuck with all the thoughts of these players that are dealing with depression and dealing and fighting with all these things internally and her programming is to help them and she couldn't help them and so she was just like being tortured like watching all these people suffer and die and it's just like holy shit and then she like somehow got out of this like coding prison and like created like an npc version of herself in the virtual world and was helping these two characters until like the game figured out what had happened and had treated her like a virus and ultimately destroyed her and then there was nothing left to help anyone with their like that failsafe was gone i watched all four seasons i'm not that far into it it definitely gets uh more tame those first couple episodes season, season one is great those first couple hardcore. fucking episodes man I, I was hooked well yeah it definitely get more tame than that but season one was great that's just psychological like and very psychologically interactive but I could see it like when I say like so much of that felt real like in the sense that we're not that far away from something like that maybe not like a terrorist because pretty much what he did was terroristic but like uh we're not that far away from like being in VR like that I feel like maybe like 20 30 years out because well, uh, VR chat's real, haptic suits are real. I think I think it was Elon who was talking about that. Neuralink. Yeah. Um. But Sword Art actually takes place like next year. No, it's this year, 2021, I believe. Yeah. So and it came out in like 2012 or whatever. No. So they were off a little bit. But Is that this year or next year? Close enough, honestly. Was that a little heavy for you? 
you asked us the question and we responded and now you're kind of just like <laughs> over there like <sighs> heavy no no like oh uh, somehow we got back to anime back to anime yeah what do you mean I don't know this whole like last 10 15 minutes we were talking about anime show the the, the, the point I was, was bringing up was the feeling hopeless yeah and what people were doing yeah and the reality is that it's important to care for other people because yeah. when people when people feel hopeless and they feel like there's nothing they can do the terrible unfortunate truth is some people do the unthinkable yeah um before we start talking about that the like after you shared your first thought my question for you was going to be um if you feel like those those people who um are strong or stronger or whatever words you want to use do you think that like they have an obligation to like um help those that are weaker in any aspect of life that's that should be their choice I, yeah I don't know that's no, a of course that's a hard way to phrase of course. it obligation is weird because you have the right to do whatever you want with your own life right so ob- obligation I don't know if I'd say obligation um, if you have it in you what's having it in you what do you mean to to be kind to others all i'm asking all i'm saying is to just try to be nice to other people yeah i'm not saying go out of your way to help people i'm not saying take on other people's problems i'm just saying kindness goes a long way for sure and that we should be kind to each other you yeah. don't have to do anything the reason i asked you was because like there's this bible verse that i really dig and I, I think it's like in Galatians 3 for anyone who digs Bible verses. Um, but I, th- I think the verse goes, um, those that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please themselves. I don't know why, but when you say that, I think of like rich people helping poor people. That's one aspect. Because society has put so much power in wealth that you could say that wealth can equivalent uh, is the equivalence to strength, and that wealthy, like by being wealthy, you have the opportunity to help those who are weak, which cannot afford the strength. Because the verse itself is so broad, it's very a very debatable verse it's definitely a thought provoker or a well done verse yeah i mean because it in my opinion then it's doing its job yeah if the the goal is to be thought provoking and make you think about your actions and what you can do well, I think like um, we look at things like being able to uh, help a lot of people. We think of like those things in terms of money. 
but I think that like what's even more important than like money is um, affording as many opportunities that you can give to who you can give to time time opportunity those are two words that a lot of people say time is the most valuable resource it is but do people usually say that when they don't have any left huh I said but also do people say that when they don't have any left or when they wish they hadn't quote wasted it maybe they wouldn't be who they were if they hadn't wasted that air quote wasted that time yeah But sometimes, like, bearing the infirmities of the week is just, like, showing someone else a way out. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I what think if somebody that- throws the... I don't want to cut you off. No, you're good. What if somebody throws that? I'm not believing these things. I'm just devil's advocate. You don't have to be a devil's advocate. Well, you can be. Just be a devil. Um. (laughs) Can can lead a a horse to water, but can't make it drink. That was the one quote I actually thought. Yeah. What if somebody throws that at you? Oh well, people. We we already know, like from a therapeutic standpoint, that like they people can people. Well, the honest truth is, a lot of IV. <laughs> what? This is a terrible joke. Oh god! Give it an IV. You know, like they do in the hospital when you're dehydrated. They just like right. put a tube in your arm and start putting water inside you. Yeah. Well, it's not water, but electrolytes whatever they start nourishing your system um well i think that like for some some folks like they have to be their own hero right you 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 touch on that a little bit and um yeah i i got completely derailed there I totally forgot like all my thoughts on on that whole thing. I did that. You did what? I derailed you. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> uh, oh, I can't. It can lead a horse to water. Can't make a drink. Yeah. Give a man a fish to eat for a day. Teach a man a fish to eat for a week. Lifetime. <laughs> I don't think it's just a week. <laughs> Unless he overfishes the oceans. Oh, man. Well, they can't all fish. Sure you can. Humans overeat. We gorge ourselves. American culture is about is about gorging. Uh, and, yeah, gorging yourself. Like, you know how like all the kings and shit were like fat as hell in the Middle Ages? they would just eat everything 
and everyone else was skinny and quote fit or in shape yeah because you don't need to eat that much i mean a lot of people were malnourished a lot of people were malnourished but they fucking had drinks that uh, made them sick so that they could eat more bro american culture is all about overeating overindulging I don't know if it's all about it, but well, it's, it's a heavy happening. focus. It's definitely happening, but it's just another drug that people are using. Supersize me. To we always make fun of those folks. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm doing. We do though. Not That's us not personally. I say we as like collectively, but we always tend, as in it happens a lot. Go on. When I was worried about that, I wasn't even thinking about weight. No, like, I'm just. I made a comment about the Kings, but yeah. I wasn't thinking about weight. I was thinking, for some, in my head, I was thinking about stomach space and like how much you need to operate. And in my head, when I brought that up, I was thinking about, well, you're only supposed to eat a little bit so you're not hungry and that you have enough nutrients to sustain yourself. Like, because when you overeat, then your body's like, Ugh, like what do I do I don't know if that's completely true though because like different cultures and like come from different parts of the world and a lot of people is like because like when I got there was a, like a little period of time where I was like into the gym a little bit and like one of the big things uh, when you're trying to like re- reform your body um, is find out what your genetics are Oh yeah, body because type. like there's there's something like um there's indigenous and in, indi- what's the word indigenous yeah thank you people like uh f- from Canada or Alaska who have a s- certain diet uh-huh. who, who gain a lot of weight during certain months of the year but don't have a lot of weight other months of the year like there's it's a lot with genetics and everything so that's why i was saying that to balance off that that's actually something that your body it's a um it's a response and the response is this i know about this because i've been thinking about going to antarctica or like applying to job opportunities oh, okay. in antarctica. i was gonna say just going there that ain't happening buddy um because it'd be cool to work there um but a lot of people gain weight when they work there the reason why when you're in cold environments your body craves carbs it craves things that are going to put on fat because you need fat to help keep you warm and survive in cold climates yeah so like it's a biological response to the weather like your body's like oh shit it's cold you need to start eating these things and then you start craving these things because your body's like i need to put on fat to stay warm to survive yeah it's a survival thing now add a sugar addiction and some depression onto that and you got yourself an issue yeah 
that's like we always we we talk about i I think it like the topic of overindulgence comes up a lot and it absolutely is like an issue in america but like we kind of never even acknowledge like where that overindulgence comes from in most people on the individual level because it's not the food that's the issue or anything like that the and it's not them that's the issue. the issue it's these underlying things that are an issue within their their mind for some people yeah for some people the food listen bro junk food's called junk food because it's junk like, I'm not defending I'm not defending It's not healthy food Junk food Tastes good I'm just making a point that But does it even really taste good? Yeah Does it even delicious Does it even yeah. really taste good? Yeah, yeah, yeah Comfort food is a fucking thing Okay, but I don't know In my head And I can't stop I can't stop until I feel like I'm gonna get sick I'm sorry I know that's wrong but, that sounds like addiction. Oh, I'm one million percent. I love food. I ain't fucking around. Give but, me all the food. But I'm saying like unless it's green I'm or saying, healthy. I don't want it. I'm saying well cooked food. Like junk like food is junk food. What's junk food? It, it kinda tastes good. Yeah. Like it hits those things, like but a lot of that stuff is loaded with sugar and sodium and big time, big time. But like fucking you go eat at like a really nice restaurant and the food's fucking amazing. You're like, holy shit, I could fucking eat. Th-. Like what? Not even thinking about junk food. You're like, this food is amazing. I had clams tonight. They were so good, bro. That's what I mean. Like good food. When you have the option. Steamed the cream. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Luxury to afford good food. Yeah. Because junk food is cheap. And that's how they. And that's what fucking happens. It's junk food is cheap. People can't afford healthy food or good food. And then they opt for junk food. It's just how, like, because what are you going to do? You need to eat something. Yeah. I want to get to a point where I just taste something that's just so good that I can't have another bite. I want to taste something that in a sense it feels like I could just die at that very moment just tasting it is that why so many people compare food to orgasm like good food to orgasm like it's orgasmic I mean, no food has ever made me orgasm, but I've had some pretty in the fucking mouth. good orgasm in the mouth. A foodgasm? Yeah, foodgasm. Like where you just taste yeah, it and it's yeah. like I've heard the term. Fuck. Yeah. Like you like yeah. it smells so good and then you put it in your mouth, pause. And then <laughs> and then your mouth is just like water like just it's just like Yeah. It's like thing i've ever had my little brother makes this pancake syrup i don't even know if you can call it a syrup but he makes them out of reducing peaches Mm -hmm. so good bro it gets you there 
dude i'm i'm like Shit, that with the cheesecake uh, cheesecake factory shepherd's pie or my dad's original like my uh, dad's yeah, shepherd's yeah. pie. this will be like the fifth episode we've talked bro about i'm gonna mention it all the time pie. bro i love that shit i haven't had that <laughs> shepherd's pie in forever that's why i keep mentioning it i want to go to cheesecake factory and eat that fucking shepherd's pie with mushroom sauce oh yo you want to hear something crazy so i'm gonna let you in on my therapy a little bit oh shit okay yo the more forgiveness that like this is trippy in a sense right sure i don't know what to make of it the more forgiveness that i find for like my mom right yeah the more i am starting to remember good memories at random Hmm. like there was a point in my adult life because i was so consumed with like my own like anger Mm -hmm. um that like i didn't remember anything good Hmm. like it was i I, like my memories most of it was just like negative and selective well obviously for sure but it was just always negative things is all I can remember. But I'm starting to think that like maybe like that was all because I was consumed by like my all all this anger that like that's all I was allowing myself to remember. Trauma. I don't know. Maybe he's helping you process that trauma. So it's allowing you to accept and unload and remember. Yeah. Post trauma. So I'll be like driving down the street one day. Yeah. And like bunny, you know, bunny trails, thinking bunny trails. And then like a a memory that I ain't remembered since like forever. Years, 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 years. Yeah. 20 years. I don't know. Whatever. Pop in my head like, oh shit. Good memory. I'm like, damn. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm glad that you can um, have those memories. What's that? I'm glad you can have those memories. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. It brings humility in a sense. And then it also like you remember that like, you know, all these people that we're dealing with, all these people that we're fucking like hurt with and all that shit. Like, they're fucking humans too. Yeah. I don't know. No, yeah. For sure. For sure. I don't have anything to say because it's powerful enough as it is. Yeah. I don't need to put my creative jizz all over that. I like that saying. That's a funny one. No, yeah, it is, man. I can't make up my mind if I'm gonna get dirty bird or wawa. Dirty bird or wawa? Get one of them. That's a good question. Get one of them. Uh, I have, um, I'm not going to have either. (laughs) I really want to, but I have, um, my mom made cabbage, carrots, 
and think some other things more vegetables um with like ground turkey oh nice stew yeah yeah eat it with sour cream and dill huh usually you use beef but you use ground turkey yeah um I told her I said you have the house smelling like grandma's house oh yeah and she was on the uh she was on her phone yesterday uh on video call with her mom my yeah gr- my grandma yeah yeah showing her the door and stuff I was like, oh, you should the show. The mirrors, excuse me. The mirrors and yeah, all yeah, that, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, I was like, you should show her what you made because what I said. And then she was like, and then I had to show her how to turn the camera to the other camera on her phone, like mm-hmm. turn it, turn the camera around because she kept like doing this yeah. to show her stuff. And uh, yeah, and they talked about that and she was like, oh, like, yeah. It smelled like your house. Oh, yeah. Yo, I really appreciate everything that uh, that that she did and your little brother did to make to, to tonight's show possible. Yeah, man. Honestly, this is kind of like a sweet little setup, to be honest. Yeah, I like this. I actually really like this. This is dope. I really appreciate it. Yeah. It's going to be a little chill spot now. Ryan showed the fuck up today. Kind of. What's that supposed to mean? I kind of want to dig into him a little bit. You want to dig into him? Yeah, let's Please. ask him some questions. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. God. Let's some. Yo, I'm getting rapid fire. Question what do you, time. What do you think the meaning of life is? Ooh. The meaning of life. To find God in all things and worship Him. <laughs> the tattoo that I still haven't gotten yet, but I gotta find out and I'm getting it. That's uh, it's gonna be part of that. Just the meaning of like whatever, whatever you associate your own life to. That is the meaning of life. I I agree with you, man. So would you say that you bring your own, you bring your own purpose and meaning to life? Like you can apply that? Yeah. I mean, for some people it's their family. Yeah. Like the meaning to life to them is just being with their family. Right. And enjoying all of those experiences and memories and stuff. And to other people, they seek uh, like monetary goods want to be rich and, and famous and anything that's the thing to life hmm. I think for myself it's just being able to live the way I want that's that's my meaning of life my answer was halfway like being funny but halfway serious I like that comes from this like reformed like ah what's the word it's a book but it's like catalysm some shit like that 
but that's like the it's a, like a list of questions that people are trying to find the meaning of life or reform theology they're trying to find the meaning of life what is the meaning and like the first uh question is that and the answer is the I'm going to say God, but everybody put what they believe in that section there. But uh, the, the purpose and meaning of life is to, to search for God in all things, find God in all things, and then worship him. And I just, I don't know. I've always took kept that with me. I think that's a little gem. Although I don't believe in God per se, not like the God that like I was raised to believe in. But I don't know, I guess for me, like connectivity in a sense on like a collective scale, whatever those forces are that motivate life and and push us along, that's what I would consider God. There's no gender with that. Um, And uh, that's what I search for and everything. I try to find connection, whether it be a tree, whether it be a cloud in the sky, whether it be a brother, a sister, my kids, my bosses, my friends, whatever, like everything. I try to meditate and find connection with it. I don't know. I don't even know how I got on that tangent. Because we're talking about what you believe the meaning of life was. I do believe what you said, though. And I do try to tell people that, that like, uh, that's why I think like myths, like myth mythology, whichever one you want to pick. And I do put religion into that category. That's just my personal opinion. But like, that's why they those those things could be so important because they they're like vehicles that help you find the purpose and significance to apply to your life. But I definitely think that like you're in control. You're in control to like find your meaning and purpose. What's up? To piggyback off that, yeah, we were listening to uh, the Young Thug album, dope album, by the way. Yeah, and uh, you said, "quote." He said, "Millennials is the last of a dying breed." Oh yeah, yeah. Remember to bring this back up to me on the pod. I have an interesting thought. Oh yeah, I do. That's good. I'm glad you remember that one. That's cool. Oh, before I I say that thought though, to finish what I was saying when I said Ryan showed the fuck up, uh, where that was coming from was a place of like you showed the fuck up and like laid it down. You're like, yo, this is how you do this. This is how you do that. This is how you like just sat there and just fucking. You came here motivated today. You, I can I can feel the motivation radiating off of you when you came in here, sat down, got right to work. That's what I was. That's where I was coming from with it. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like, oh yeah, this motherfucker <laughs> actually showed up to work today. No, nah, no. Nah. So I hope I didn't come off that way. Honest to God. Nah, I didn't think it was like okay. that. Okay, all right. I I, I had to clear. Yeah, he, actually, he came yeah. in here on his shit. Yeah, he was his A game. Yeah. He, he wasn't fucking around tonight. He's like, bro. Tonight was the night to wear the, to wear that shirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he wore it last episode. The I producer, think. the guy, yeah. the way you came in, he took. He, I said, hey, can you? Uh, and he just like looked at the amp that I have set up and was like, <laughs> and then turned it down. I was like, I said, dang, you really came in here like. <laughs> 
ready for shit. Like, I didn't even have to explain. Yo, you want to know what's weird, bro? I, I don't know if... All right, I'm gonna I'm say it, but I'm gonna try to be like respectful about it because the person isn't here really to really defend himself. But, uh, huh? Him? Yeah. Other one? Uh huh. But listen, I felt, and this is just maybe my love for you, but listening back over the last episode, I felt like a, a I don't know what the word is, but like, like brother, brotherly protection. Like, uh, I don't, it was like, I, it was my ego for sure. But he, he was telling you what to do. Right. And like, in my head, I'm thinking, this is my motherfucking producer. Not your producer. This is my, my producer. You don't tell my producer what to do. My producer comes in here and he does what he does. No one tells, tells my producer what to do. Uh, that's all that's all I was feeling I was just like nah I just get in check dog get in check <laughs> text me bro love you yeah but that's that's I was like bro but it's weird because it's all brothers you know what I'm saying yeah I mean okay. when I was when I was in still in high school and he was in middle school I think that's where we were the most conflicting. The most what? Conflicting. Oh, oh okay. He was, he was going through that stuff mm-hmm. with the therapy and whatnot. And uh, okay, yeah, yeah. What well, he was talking about. I was just yeah. doing my own thing. Yeah. Which was just dealing through it. Um, so. When stuff came along where we didn't really agree on anything, it got pretty tense. Yeah. Can I just say, like, one, super humbled and uh, honored and appreciative I am that you uh, opened up to us on last podcast and the way that you did and that you always have a space here on this podcast to talk with us and open up to us whether it be on mic or off mic and that we love you i appreciate that i do i i don't show uh much emotion on the outside but i do i do like i feel that love and i appreciate that it meant a lot to me that you uh, felt willing to be vulnerable with us. Because that's not an easy time. Big facts. And that, I mean, that's part of like what this show is, right? Like, yeah. yeah it's yeah. to show people like, although it might be difficult, although it might be hard, like here we are. I, I didn't know how much of like my own shit I was just projecting onto that situation, but... Uh, it was just like I know that that that's fucking inc- it's just incredibly hard to like be vulnerable enough especially as guys um, to like com- try to communicate like express yourself with what you were feeling and going through I know at least for me that shit would have been super difficult and part of it society's fault big time big time but yeah and, and that's why we gotta be the change we wanna see 
just to tone, uh, take things seriously when they only matter to the person that's having the problem. Mm. And part of that is just like understanding that to them it is a problem. And whatever they decide to do to get over it is their coping mechanism. Yeah. And it may not work for them in the moment. They may realize down the road that, yeah, I should have approached this differently. But in the end, it's it's still a coping mechanism for them. And, uh... Coping's good. Okay, right? Like, some coping? I think, I think, um... As long as it isn't used as an end-all be-all to hide from something. Like, ultimately, I think you need to face and try to conquer what it is you're... Um... Don't use your coping as a crutch. Hmm. You have to, you have to balance. You can overdo everything release. in moderation. You have to balance the cope with the release. You got to be able to release some things and you have to be able to cope with some things because doing too much or one or the other is going to cause a conflict within your own psyche. Hmm. Relatable. Like you get overwhelmed, over overheated. If you cope too much with the things that you're going through, you can become like complacent and and it could lead to a lot of stress because then you're in this mindset of like, well, I don't like how I feel. But I'm not gonna do anything about it, and it's just gonna build up over time. All this stress, all this anger, sadness, disappointment, whatever. On the other end, if you release too much, you're not gonna be able to understand the actual problems within yourself. You're just gonna be projecting it all out there without trying to find a solution. Yeah. So you gotta balance it. A little bit of holding stuff in, a little bit of letting it all out. When they when they say uh uh set an example, oh boy did we take it to another level. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's such a commonly used phrase, overly used phrase, everyone's like, Yeah, yeah, set an example. Yeah. But like really like what does it mean to set an example um like be it is that be the change you want to see it's yeah show people that you they can do it like yeah be inspirational yeah inspirational yeah uh like yeah yep and i uh i'm gonna tell a little story real quick I actually did a like TV crew back in like elementary school. I think it was my, my fifth grade year or fourth grade year, one of those years. And uh, the teacher that was in charge of it, he was actually out 
um, because he was he was getting something uh, removed, <clears throat> some surgery, put him out for like a couple months. Oh, so he was like out of work. Yeah, I actually ended up taking charge of that um, that TV crew because he used to do all those like morning announcements stuff like that and i ended up doing that and you were in the fifth grade i was in fifth grade and i was doing that gravy. and i would get kindergarten teachers coming up to me and be like you know all all the kids in my class they love you they love how you present things they want to see you every morning and i was like you would, you would pop up on a TV? Yeah. That's inspirational. Yeah. But also, like, yeah. those teachers are amazing for that because they, like, saw somebody take initiative, get passionate about something, and they saw, like, a light, like a fire lit in someone. Yeah. And they, and or, like, a flower blooming. And they wanted to make sure that that flower blooms. So, like, they, like, were, like, watering you. Like they were, that's what teachers should do. Yeah. But that's awesome that they did that. Like they saw somebody who was like into something and was like, gave them motivation or like in positive encourage, uh, encouragement to like, be like, yo, like you're, you're doing great. Like, this is awesome. Like people love this. Yeah. That's so like sweet to hear. Like it really touches my heart. That definitely is like the job of a teacher to do that. That yeah. very that very thing. See, I've always been like that, like ever since I was young. Just You know you told me that story before, right? Did I? That that day we talked with the video that games and, and we got onto the podcast and you wanna talk oh, about God, it, seeing potential in somebody you know I mean that was, that was the whole essence of that whole conversation and and we ended that conversation with talking about or agreeing with each other what we were going to do with this this project term podcast right here yeah yeah, yeah I, rem- I remember that story we were about to record outside tonight what no I mean just like yeah. Yeah. It's just it's just cool to reflect on like we find ways. We find a way. All the growth and figuring everything out along the way. Reflecting on that, is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm reflecting. Yeah. From that from that to this. I mean, damn, 16 episodes in. Mm. So millennials are a dying breed? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, this is my thought. Literally. Yeah. The, the <laughs> like, in the sense that even just from, like, um, it, it's a cliche. The people, the people in the limelight, 
like uh, there's an age group that like people really especially in hip-hop there's like an age group that people rise to prominence yeah and we're on those last legs of pretty much done millennials being that age group like they're gonna be older than that now um yeah what you're saying is true but uh the the lyric like it's it's cliche Mm. because like um every generation feels like uh at some point during their prime they feel like they're the last of a dying breed as in there's going to be more breeds but like this is it from this this special set apart breed here this is it like there's not going to be too many after this and what my thought was is that like uh I, I'm, I mean, I'm a 90s baby. I fall like literally right on the fucking boundary between millennial and whatever the fuck comes before that. I don't even keep up with this shit. Gen X? Is it Gen X? I I'm think trying to hold X. on to a thought while paying attention to you, so I can't. I literally looked this up like. I think it's five Gen X. Ago. I fall like right on the like border of millennial and Gen X and like that's what the Gen X thought they were the last of a dying breed and then the generation before them thought that the baby boomers <laughs> they thought that they were the last of a dying breed uh, I don't know it's going to keep going on and on and on it's just a cliche thought that like when that generation is in its prime it's like we're the last of a dying breed but when you really think about it it's like the next generation is probably going to bring a lot of understanding and equality and comfort to this world probably going to do really 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 great things and probably progress for sure going to do great things life without a doubt towards the next generation is going to do great things my brother is going to do great things yeah i think it's just one of those uh moments that someone has reflecting over their own natural demise to be you sing it my brother did like one of those little uh not middle school or high school like not an internship but like one of those things at nasa what yeah well that's pretty cool I had to pay for it but <clears throat> it, it was given the world, op- it was given the option <laughs> it was given the option to because of academics yeah um uh, I'm gonna get me a, a bacon ranch chicken quesadilla from Wawa. 
bro wait i can't lose this thought no your brother went to nasa he got oh the millennials of our dying breed i actually yeah. took something different away from it okay yeah lay it on me dude that i wonder. you had that thought okay tell me um because i actually what i took away from it was they were referencing all the great acts that have passed away and like this music scene that were millennials yeah like he has two amazing artists that were millennials that died on that album juice world and mac miller mm-hmm. um i mean but we lost pop smoke i'm thinking like younger artists i mean there's okay there's a lot of young rappers and hip-hops that we've lost yeah um um, like, Let like me the pull up upper upper echelon of like <laughs> I'm, people I'm, that be- had the potential to become like the fifties, and like I don't even what I what I compared Juice World to like a mix between like Jimi Hendrix and like Steven Tyler mixed with like Steven Tyler Aerosmith. Yeah, said right. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. like. uh Ozzy Osbourne like all put together yeah <laughs> like uh Mac Miller uh who, who would I even begin like poetically just how amazing um Lil Peep I actually really like Lil Peep um I don't know that that, that line just kind of hit me because uh, that is like uh, I don't know if you want to call it epidemic or whatever but just losing a lot of very talented people and you can look at it one of two ways you can look at it like we're losing a lot of talented people or there's talent in everyone and we're just losing a lot of people and we just happen to be familiar with some of them more than others no we're definitely losing um, and it's, it's, it's a shame. Oh, we're definitely losing a lot of artists. A lot of millennial artists definitely have passed away. But I don't know if it's more or less than it always has been as soon as, like, um, certain parts of rap took that avenue. It but, uh, because, like, I mean, it's a big. There was a lot of artists One would have been from the 90s that, uh, I mean, the most prominent and biggest artists were martyred. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I get it. I get it. But I think that that might be still the same thing that I said, because it's just like, it's just a reflection over, you know what I mean? The, the, that person or that generation is in their prime and it's a it they're beginning to reflect over their natural demise Mm. hey that rhymes and so does that line and i think i just did it again actually it was like four times in a row but anywho uh are you trying to allude to the fact that he might be killed in the next few weeks or something random because you are now an artist Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> knock on fucking Why did you knock on wood? 
That shit tripped me out. I oh, didn't like how man. that was said. Listen. Never mind. Never mind. Uh love you, man. Love you. Um, um <laughs> drinks you owe me a soda. Jesus. <laughs> uh you know the other thing I want to talk about, but we don't have to talk about it. Um that you said you wanted to talk about, but then you never like really told me. What up? That we were supposed to save it for the pod. What up? Uh you were supposed to tell me uh, speaking of being the change you want to see. <laughs> um yeah. you, you're supposed to talk tell me your opinion on um the things that I sent you about AOC. Mm-hmm. I think she's a great embodiment of whether you agree with her politics or not. That's very much so being the change you want to see. Yeah. Like going from bartender in the Bronx or whatever, right? Uh-huh. To running for your local political positions and then actively becoming a major contributor to what legislation is being passed in for the entire country and having a very prominent voice and for a lot of young people like that is being the change you want to see like setting an example um i was just curious so like you said you had thoughts but you were gonna save them because i had sent you stuff about her like grilling pharmaceutical companies and just a bunch of different stuff you want to have a pol uh like a politic podcast i don't know if i want to have a politic podcast i just kind of like it sitting on the concept of like setting an example or whatever being the person you being the change you want to see in the world yeah I think that was a good example of it like that's what that's why people say get involved in your local in your local politics because that's where you can make immediate change yeah yeah if you believe you're doing good and other people agree with you then on some level you're doing some good because you're helping those people that agree with you in your local area yeah so uh, I just feel like if I start answering that question okay. uh, it's gonna go deep mm. I got a lot of good to say about her and uh well, maybe not even her per se but just that uh what she stands for her values okay. I'm um, listening but I just feel like it's really late in the game. This uh-huh. episode to jump into that whole oh, okay. that 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 you don't want to say trail of, okay, yeah. of I was politics. Say you don't want to say can of worms. It's almost too mean, or not mean, but negative connotation. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um. Hmm. What are we? Three hours in, producer. Two and a half. I think we had a great pod. This is very good. Yeah. I I, I enjoyed it very much. Me too, man. And uh, extend my my thanks and appreciation for for all, all of this to your mom and brother. 
Yo, shouts out. You guys are the best. I actually thanked them on on my uh, thing. Your mom. A couple times. Uh, on my way down here. So. Oh, yeah. You thanked her? Yeah. Aw. Thank you, Mr. Producer. No, thank you. Oh, thank oh, you. Thank you. Uh, you know, sometimes we we everybody gets tired. But a big a big thing that like uh going back to all those things that we were saying earlier about hopeless situations and what the strong should do for the weak and this and that. And like at the end of the day, you're right, like kindness and love is like what you should be spread as much as possible because those are like the things that are really going to help people get through in any capacity but uh having a sense of family is important and having people that you can depend on and just go to is important and everybody gets tired and so I think I'm getting to a point where I'm getting a little bit tired. And so you showing up lately with how motivated you've been, you're kind of like, I'm leaning on your shoulder through this little stretch that I'm going through until I get my second air and then I'm start running again on my own. You know what I mean? Wow, and like we all water, have water the second air. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that's why I'm, I'm thanking you, man. I'm sorry. The motivation, the motivation you're showing up with, man. I appreciate it. It's helping me a lot. It it makes things flow so much smoother having you around, and um, it's just nice to have uh, somebody else here that we can uh, chop it up with and that we care about, and they all. There's like a weird saying, um, I'm going to probably butcher it, but like the bigger the family, the more to love or the bigger the family, the better, like something along those lines. You know what I'm talking about? Vaguely. Vaguely. Yeah. Something like that. It's good to have you here. Yeah. I'd be thanking me too, if I were you. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. oh damn on a serious note though damn i there's, appreciate it uh, there's some uh animosity in that i can tell i told you last episode i was looking for it i found it <laughs> damn all right I mean, he does. I got you now. I had you then. So go on and put your fist aside and let me in. I promise I will guide you to the very end. I got you now. I had you then. So go on and put your fist aside and let me in. I promise I will. Those for you, he will guide you.